Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash BrainsOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to BrainsOn, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. It's me, Molly, and I'm here with Emmy Grace. Hi. And we're going on a night tour of the Owl Sanctuary. It's a beautiful secret preserve that's home to hundreds of owls. And the perfect place to answer all of your owl questions, like how they fly without making a sound. My most owls are nocturnal, meaning they sleep during the day and are awake at night. That's why we're here after dark. <gasps> That's a great gray owl. Eek! Oh, what was that sound? Don't worry, it's probably a mouse trying to hide from all the owls around here. Who, who, who goes there? <gasps> it is I, Emmy Grace. And me, Molly Bloom. Oh, hello. We've been expecting you. Hey, are you the great gray owl I just heard? Most likely, yes. You're really big. Two feet tall, to be exact. We're the largest owls in North America. <laughs> and that is the first owl fact you've learned on your tour. <laughs> Please enter. Hoot, hoot. You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Emmy Grace from the Bronx. Hey, Emmy Grace. Hi, Molly. So, Emmy Grace, we are here at a very special owl sanctuary waiting for our tour guide, who also happens to be an owl. Should be here any minute. So, let's talk about owls. I hear you love owls. We actually got this idea for the episode from an email you wrote to us about how much you love owls. So please tell me why. Why do you love owls so much? Well, I think I just love their personality because they're powerful, they're beautiful, and they are so cute. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of things to love about owls, but if you had to choose one thing that you love most about them, what would it be? Well, I guess it would be that they're really powerful because they kind of represent what we wish we could be. Oh, please tell me more about that. How so? Well, um, we really want to be our wild selves, and that's what owls are. That's very beautiful. So what is your favorite fact about owls that you like to share with people? I think that it's probably that owls have amazing night vision. So it actually looks like they're seeing in the daytime instead of the night. That is amazing. And so what is your favorite kind of owl? Do you have one? Oh, I love the northern Selwa owls. They're adorable. What do they look like if you can describe them for people who haven't seen them? So they have big yellow eyes that look surprised at all times. (laughs) And they have relatively small bodies. They're extremely tiny. And yes, they're very, very cute. They're brown and white. 
like brown and white spots, I'd say. And they're just so cute. <laughs> you know, so you said owls kind of are like what we want to be like. So if you could have one special owl skill, what would it be? It would definitely be their night vision. What would you do with your night vision if you had it? Well, you know how people like drive in the night, but they don't, well, they can't see. Mm-hmm. I definitely help them. Mm. And I, I help them see things and so that the world would be a safer place. Oh boy! Ho ho ho, Know the know it owl? Yes! Oof! Ouch! Yeesh. Excuse me, ladies. I'm just gonna dust off here. Sometimes I just can't quite make those landings. Emmy, Grace, and Mabel, right? Molly. I knew that. I'm your tour guide, Nolan the Know-It-Owl. You got questions? I got owl the answers. Are you an Eastern Screech Owl? Yes, you know your owl, don't you? Yeah, I'm owl about owls. <laughs> oh, well, uh, this tour is going to be full of new and fabulous owl facts you've never heard before. Here, uh, put on these uh, wings. Owl wings? Cool. Yeah, made of myself. Just kidding. Anyways, put on these goggles. Whoa, do these give us owl vision? You betcha, Myrtle. No, it's actually Molly? Exactly. I wanted you two to get the full owl experience. Come on, let's fly. Whoa. Through the woods we go. Huh, I can't hear the sound of our wings flapping. That's because owls, unlike any other bird, fly almost completely silently. Isn't it so you can sneak up on your prey? Bingo, bingo, Emmy Grace. They can't hear us coming. And it's a good thing, too, because our wings are pretty close to our ears. So if we flap really loud, we wouldn't be able to hear a darn thing. So how do owls keep quiet when they fly? Because we have, um, uh, hoot. Hoot! I don't remember. I'm still in training, see? My study guide will know I have these recordings of my friend Lauren Smith. She's the communications director at the Owl Research Institute in Montana. That's why I'm carrying around this tape recorder. It's not just for style, but it looks good. Let's see. Um, uh. So the front and then the back of their wings, they have this really tiny little fringe that's really soft. Actually, their flight feathers themselves are pretty soft. And so the air goes through their feathers, not just over their feather. And so that makes their flying quieter. Right, right. Owls have the softest feathers of any bird, which makes it super easy for air to slip through them. (laughs) Here, feel. Nolan, watch out for that tree. Ah! Close call. I'm glad you spotted that branch, Emmy Grace. It's these owl goggles. I can see really well in them. Because owls have incredible vision. It's a zillion times better than human vision, I think. Owl vision is actually 10 to 100 times better than human vision. Oh, yeah, that's it. You know what else I think is really cool about owl eyes? You've got three eyelids. (laughs) We do. One on top that we blink with. One on the bottom that comes up when we sleep. 
and a third eyelid called the nictitating membrane that keeps our eyes clean. But the coolest thing about owl eyes is that owls don't have eyeballs. You have eye tubes or like cylinders. Owl eyes can't move from side to side like eyeballs. To see it from side to side, owls have to swivel their heads. They can turn their heads really far in either direction. Yeah, we've got super swivel powers. Can we see you do it? Sure. Uh, let's take a break on this branch. <sighs> nice to rest the wings a bit, don't you think, Melanie? It's Molly. Of course, of course. Now, watch my head turn. Wow. You can turn your head almost all the way around. A 270 degrees around, uh, to be exact. Owls have got 14 neck vertebrae with really big holes in them. So the arteries going to our brains don't get pinched when we swivel our heads around like this. And like, <gasps> wait, shh. Do you hear that? Uh, no. Well, owls have better hearing than humans, so I'll let Lauren tell you about our ears. I gotta find that snack. Something that's really cool about owl ears is that they're asymmetrical. So that means that one ear is up higher on their head than the other one is. And that helps them better pinpoint what direction a sound is coming from. So if a mouse makes the sound, the sound waves are traveling to the owl and they hit the ears at different times, then that helps you better pinpoint the exact direction that your mouse is in. I've tried this myself and it actually works if you tilt your head so your ears aren't level and so one is higher than the other. It's easier to figure out like what direction a sound is coming from. Cool. Speaking of hearing, why don't we take a break while Nolan listens for that rodent and treat our ears to a... All right, here it is. So, Emmy Grace, what are your thoughts? Hmm, it might be a wind chime or some sort of metal clattering. Hmm. Very, very good thought. We will hear it again and give you another chance to guess right after the break. We're working on an episode about telekinesis. That's the word used to describe the superpower of moving things with your mind. If you had this superpower, what would you use it for? So, Emmy Grace, what about you? What would you use telekinesis for? I would definitely use it for helping the planet, saving the planet, because... Well, I am vegan and I confide in saving the planet and I really love this earth. That is wonderful. So how do you think, what's one thing we could do with our telekinesis powers to help save the earth? We could definitely try to stop climate change or global warming. I really like that idea. I appreciate that you're thinking of that. You can send a recording of your answer to us at brainson.org slash contact. While you're there, you can also send us mystery sounds, drawings, and questions. Like this one. Hi, I'm Sarah from Toronto, Ontario. And my question is, why does ice help with swelling? 
you can hear an answer to that question by listening to the Moment of Um podcast. That's our new bite-sized daily podcast. You can find it wherever you listen to Brains On. Just search for Moment of Um. Mark Sandin and I are going on tour this spring. We're going to be in Boston, Los Angeles, and St. Paul, Minnesota with our stage show, Your Brain is Magic. Come see us explain the wonder of the human brain and join us for magic tricks, games, and more. Get info at brainson.org slash events. All right, we'll be back with the answer and give you another chance to guess in just a bit. Keep listening. Today's episode is sponsored by Sitka Seafood Market. Seafood is a great source of long-chain omega-3 fatty acids, which can support heart health. Salmon is one of my favorite foods, and so it's so delightful when a box of amazing quality, beautiful salmon arrives at my door. Sitka Seafood Market sources from small boat fishermen and community-based processors that take great care to provide the highest quality seafood that is wild-caught, sustainably, and ethically harvested. And one of the best parts is Sitka Seafood Market offers a variety of flexible subscriptions that can come monthly or every other month. It's super convenient, so if you're going on vacation, you can pause or you can cancel any time. I know you'll love it as much as I do. Go to SitkaSeafoodMarket.com and use code MOLLY35 for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's SitkaSeafoodMarket.com, promo code MOLLY35 for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's SitkaSeafoodMarket.com. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org academy. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org academy. You're listening to Brains On. I'm Molly, and I'm at a special owl sanctuary with my pal, Emmy Grace. Yeah, Nolan the Noah Owl is showing us around and sharing cool owl facts. But before we get back to our tour, let's finish up some important business. Emmy Grace, are you ready to hear the mystery sound one more time? Yes. All right, here it is. So did you hear anything new that time around? Well, I think it's either a wind chime or utensils against each other. It really sounds like either one of those two. Well, you have owl-like ears because you are correct. It is the answer of silverware utensils hitting against each other in the dishwasher. (laughs) Wow. All that time you've been spending with owls has paid off for sure. (laughs) 
Nice work. Brains on. So we've learned a ton about owls so far. Like owls have tubes for eyes. Oh my goodness. And they can turn their heads 270 degrees around. And they can fly quietly because their feathers are so soft. The air moves through them. And owl ears are asymmetrical? <laughs> Emmy Grace! Mindy! It's Molly. Right. I, I spotted my snack. Follow me! Ew! Ah! Nolan, watch out. There's another owl. <laughs> Nolan, are you okay? Yes, but that great horned owl snagged my mouse. Come back here, you! Sorry, stinker. Oh, at least I lost out to the best hunter in town. That's right. Harlan here has caught porcupines, skunks, snakes, even another owl once. Right, Harlan? That's right. Wow, I've never seen a great horned owl up close. You're the most aggressive type of owl out there. Uh-huh. Goodbye, mousy. Mm-hmm. Wow, do owls always eat their food whole? Basically, uh, sometimes we rip food into pieces, but we still swallow everything in big chunks. We don't have teeth, so, you know. And that's where owl pellets come from. Owls don't have the right digestive juices to break down things like fur, feathers, teeth, bones, or beaks. So all of that extra stuff gets packed into clumps in an owl's stomach. And about 10 to 20 hours after a meal, they cough their pellets up. <coughs> Tasty snack. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got babies and a missus to feed. Off to hunt more mice. Catch you later, Nolan. Bye! <sighs> Do you ladies mind if we just sit here for a while? Uh, I need a minute to recover. Okay. Sure. I'm annoyed at Harlan for stealing my snack. If someone beat me to my snack, I would be very bummed, too. Do you want some of my trail mix instead? Huh? Oh, thanks! But no. When you got a hankering for rodent, nothing else will do, Matilda. It's... Uh, never mind. Do you hear that, Molly? It's a burrowing owl. They live in tunnels underground. Ooh, and that's an eastern screech owl, right? Yeah. That's my cousin Morty. Wow, owl calls are also different. Yeah, Lauren's got a good bit about owl hoots and toots. Owls make lots of different kinds of sounds. We say that there's hooters and tooters. So some of them hoot and then some of them make tooting noises. But they can also like yelp and scream and bark and whistle and growl and they whinny or they make these like really raspy sounds. So like burrowing owl chicks can imitate rattlesnake rattles and they'll clack at their bills sometimes. But if they do that, that means they're very upset. So if you ever hear an owl clacking its bill, you should leave it alone because that means it's very mad at you. <laughs> Hooters and tutors? <laughs> Nolan, are you a hooter or a tutor? I'm a tutor. It's a whole thing. Owls that hoot are big, like great horned owls. <laughs> Or barred owls. Owls that toot are smaller, like the northern sawet, which kind of sounds like a truck backing up. Or a northern pygmy owl. Owl calls are so musical. Yeah. Oh, what in the... A barn, a barn owl. owl. Jinx. Jinx. 
<laughs> Pretty sure that's all of the oldest owl. She knows everything about owl literature and history. We should go visit her. Come on. Owl's going bald. Me? Ah, I can hear her now. She's listening to the radio. This way. I told you. Hello, Olive. <laughs> Naughty Nolan, you gave me a terrible fright. Sorry, Olive. I'm doing a tour. This is Mandy and Emmy Grace. Molly. Oh, humans, I see. Hi. Hi, Olive. Pardon me, I never know who Nolan is going to affix those dreadful wings to. Last week it was a golden retriever named Peanuts, and my heart nearly stopped. Sorry there, Olive. Didn't mean to ruffle your feathers. Olive, we're just listening to Winnie the Pooh. I was. What a delight. Owl is one of my favorite characters. I was just chuckling over this bit. Owls always have the right of way over the common, ordinary waterfowl. Oh, isn't it true? I'm certain Owl was based on my old love, Bertrand. He was such a wise old fowl. Oh, how sweet. He loved the poem, A Wise Old Owl, by Anonymous. I don't think I know that one. Oh, in that case. <clears throat> A wise old owl lived in an oak. The more he saw, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Why can't we all be like that wise old bird? Ooh, I like it. Olive, will you say all owls are wise? Well, I know some pretty daft owls, so no, uh, but we've long been considered symbols of wisdom by cultures around the world. It all started with Athena, the Greek goddess of wisdom and her little owl. Legend has it that Nyctimene, the Greek princess of the island of Lesbos, fled the island when her father was cruel to her and took shelter in the forest. Oh, where am I? She was lost and too afraid to face the light of day when Athena found her and took pity on her. Stay, my child. And transformed her into an owl. <coughs> According to some, Athena replaced her best friend, Crow, with Nyctimene the owl, and the crow was very bitter about it. How car car could you, Athena? <coughs> Either way, Athena and her owl were inseparable. It was believed that little owl, or Athena Noctua, was Athena's friend, advisor, and protector. People said that little owl's remarkable vision could pierce the darkest of nights and help Athena see the whole truth. Wow. Did you know Athena Noctua is an actual type of owl? Why, yes, I did. It's a small species about eight and a half inches tall, and they used to live all over Athens. The Athenian coins actually had owls on them. My, my, we have an owl expert on our hands. It's true. The ancient Greeks are responsible for turning the owl into a symbol of wisdom. Aren't owls also thought of as good luck? Yes, in Japan, they're called fukuro, which means luck to come. <coughs> Don't fret, that's just my brother Bert the barn owl. Barn owls have scary calls. We do. Lots of humans are scared of barn owls. And owls in general. I don't know why. Ah, 
because of the darkness. Owls are creatures of the night, and humans tend to be afraid of the dark. Not all owls are nocturnal, though. Some hunt at dawn and dusk, and others hunt during the day. True, Emmy Grace. But most owls are nocturnal because the cloak of darkness makes it easier for them to sneak up on their prey and snatch them. Especially scary if you're a little mouse. Oh, yes. Owls have long been symbols of darkness, evil, and even death. The ancient Romans believed that an owl's hoot meant someone was going to die. And yesterday the bird of night did sit, even at noonday upon the marketplace, hooting and shrieking. Bravo, Nolan. I can't believe you have that quote memorized. I'm not a total sham, Olive. Nolan just delivered a quote from Shakespeare's play, Julius Caesar. The hooting and shrieking owl was thought to warn of Julius Caesar's murder. (sighs) I got the chills. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get so bleak. Well, lucky for us, the sun is starting to rise. Oh, yep, it's almost time to call it a night. Okay, well, uh, before you go, let me leave you with a positive thought about owls. One from A.A. Milne, the author of Winnie the Pooh. Owl is the grand and rather clever old man of the forest. He can also spell Tuesday. And that is all. Goodbye. Bye, Olive. Good night. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming, Emmy Grace and Molly. It's Molly. Oh, you got it right. (laughs) Of course, Molly. If you two wouldn't mind passing back those wings and goggles, we'll be all set. And uh, please leave me a rating on hoot.com. Five eggs, if possible. Ratings really help, but, you know, whatever. We'll look into it. Great! Then I'll be seeing you both. Toodaloo! Bye, Nolan. It was nice to meet you. Bye. Thank you so much. Owls have special eyes that are shaped like tubes and three sets of eyelids. And they can turn their heads 270 degrees around to help them find prey. Most owls are nocturnal because the darkness is great protection for hunting. And they barf up pellets because they swallow their food whole and can't digest bones and fur. That's it for this episode of Brains On. Brains On is produced by Mark Sanchez, Sandin Totten, Molly Bloom, Ruby Guthrie, Rosie DuPont, and Anna Weigel. Our sharp-eyed fellow is Anna Goldfield, and our executive producer is Beth Perlman. We had engineering help from Jess Berg, Eric Romani, and Gary O'Keefe. This episode was sound designed by Eduardo Perez. The executives in charge of APM Studios are Lily Kim, Alex Schaffer, and Joanne Griffith. Special thanks to Brant Miller, Gladys Pagan Ramdas, Roy Ramdas, and Emmy Grace's stuffed owl talents. Brains On is a nonprofit public radio program. There are lots of ways you can support the show. You can donate, buy our books, come see us on tour, or tell your friends about us. Head to brainson.org to find the links to do all those things. If you have a mystery sound you want to share with us, you can do that at brainson.org contact. Everyone who sends a question, idea, mystery sound, drawing, or high fives gets added to the Brains Honor Roll. Here's the most recent group of listeners to be added. 
Mia from McDonough, Georgia, Olivia from Encinitas, California, Oliver, Mona, and Julius from New Ulm, Minnesota, Agatha from London, England, Ellie from Richfield, California, Grace and Hawk from Texas, Joey and Tori from Delaware, Ohio, Nandini from St. Louis, Colin from Hagerstown, Indiana, Evangeline from Ashburton, United Kingdom, Life, Hope, and Rhodes from Vancouver, Washington, Arlo and Ruby from Altadena, California, Magnus from Madison, Wisconsin, Jabin from Seattle, Dexter from Yorba Linda, California, Rebecca from Noblesville, Indiana, Isabella, Charlotte, and Alice from West Des Moines, Iowa, Caroline from Greenville, North Carolina, Achilles from New Richmond, Indiana, Baker and Nev from Seattle, Sanchi from Houston, Elizabeth from Abington, Pennsylvania, Ellie from Spanish Fork, Utah, Baunam from Springfield Lakes, Australia, Ilan and Raphael from Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, Mnet from Dover, New Hampshire, Riley from Utah, Sophia from Brisbane, Australia, Oscar from Edmonton, Alberta, Sonia from Long Beach, California, Stella from Edmonton, Alberta, Riley from Texas, Gershwin and Quentin from Fort Worth, Texas, Thomas, Charlotte, Grace and Merritt from Nashville, Safina from San Diego, Milo from Lincoln, Nebraska, Arn and Sam from Gothenburg, Sweden, Harrison and Parker from Charlottesville, Virginia, Kyle from Glendale, Maryland, Elijah and Ezra from Benicia, California, Abby from Lusby, Maryland, Christy from Auckland, New Zealand, Easton and Leo from Bellevue, Washington, Libby and Ollie from Brisbane, Australia, Teo and Maya from Berlin, Hope, Joel, Trinity and Joy from Wake Forest, North Carolina, Anwen from Brooklyn, New York, Julian from Jordan River, British Columbia, Alone and Yonatan from London, England, Siraj from Chicago, Hugo from Milpitas, California, Kent and Kevin from Dublin, California, Gia and Raul from Durban, in South Africa, Lila from Chicago, Ava from Republic, Missouri, Emily and Caden from Forestville, Australia, Emily from Dublin, Ireland, Alicia from Lebanon, Kentucky, India and Noah from Fernley, Australia, Ryan from Mississauga, Ontario, Solonsky from Cranbrook, British Columbia, William and Connor from Bedford, Nova Scotia, Coco from Berkeley, California, Caden from Fremont, California, and Cascara and Oren from Corbett, Oregon. We'll be back soon with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening.